Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, and I got Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutters. Feels like in the studio with me because I'm looking at him, and uh, <laughs> hopefully we're working on this audio thing. We're on Zoom today. Hopefully we got it figured out. Um, so if we don't, we'll try something else next week. But this is what we're rolling with today. What's up, we'll Nick? Definitely try to we'll trying to get this figured out. Is what's up, man? Fuck. <laughs> it sounds pretty good on my end, um, but again, it normally does. I don't know how it's going to come off on the recording. Hopefully, good. Hopefully, it does come out good. Yeah, because uh, I I think I'm having technical difficulties with my laptop there. So yeah, I think that's like what my main problem is. Gonna have to take care of that. Yeah, figure something out. Well, what's been going on, man? I've had a wild and weird and crazy week and I'm plumb full of weird stories to tell. So, uh, man, let's start off with, with hearing about what you've had going on. Cause, uh, I ain't heard nothing about nothing in about a week. Well, I haven't had much going on on my end except trying to get orders. Right. You know, I messed up a couple orders. Uh, there's a, uh, when, uh, one blade was a San Mai that ended up having the D lamb all the way right through it. And uh, the other blade had a crack in it after fucking quench. Mm. So those were two failures that I had to, you know, deal with mentally. Is that sand mine that you made or did you buy that? That's something I had gotten off of somebody. Uh, oh, damn. So that sucks. Yeah, that's why no big deal. It is what it is. Yep. So. Yeah, that's why I want to get my own tools. Yeah, I'm looking at maybe building a press before too long, man. I had a conversation with a guy last night, a good friend of mine, Josh Perkins. And, uh, okay, yeah, I, I, I know who he is. Yeah, he's a cool dude, man. And um, so we, every time we talk, we talk on the phone maybe once a month, maybe every six weeks or so. But every time we talk, man, we go for an hour plus. I mean, we just go on and on. And, uh, yeah, we talked about them, the presses and stuff, and it looks like he's going to move forward with – was building one from the plans that Brian House had, had made up. Yeah, he had made some plans a while back. Have yeah. you seen any of those built yet? No, from what he was telling me, Brian just got so slap-ass busy, he put it on the back burner and just had planned on leaving it there. So Josh Never got the plans it. from him, and uh, I guess he's going to build the first one. If it cool. goes good, I might build the second one. I'm going to let him go through it and figure out all the kinks. That way he can help me with mine when I get going. <laughs> Make your build easier, yeah. yeah exactly. What you drinking? Oh man, yeah. <laughs> We're, this camera's backwards, dude. So I'm, I actually see it right. I see I see light written the right way. Well, when I like right now, I'm moving my arm to the right, but it's going to the left on the screen. Oh yeah, it it's is. Like, <laughs> it's mind blowing, man. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, man. So, uh, what, what what do you got? Uh, how was your fucking week? All right. Um, it was it was wild. There were there were several points throughout my last week where I looked around and I was trying to find Ashton Kutcher. I thought I was being punked. <laughs> it, it was that crazy. So I spent last week in North Carolina and went up there just you know to help out a buddy with a rental property that needs to be finished up. So I got in my truck and I drove. Well, no, I take that back. I got a rental car, and it was a little bitty Nissan Sentra. My big ass don't drive cars, so it was just. Great on gas, but I'm not a fan of driving a little bitty car. So I got to North Carolina, 
And uh, right before I got there, you know, this thing has great gas mileage. And I got a light on the dash that said I had 60 miles left until I needed fuel. So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's good. You know, there's got to be a gas station within 60 miles. Well, when you get up in the top of them mountains and all them windy roads, there's not a gas station every 60 miles. (laughs) (laughs) So I looked at my map, and I had 21 miles to where I was going until I arrived at my destination. And I had 20 miles worth of gas left in the car. So I was getting on these steep-ass roads. I was turning the car off and just riding down the hills in neutral, trying to save gas. And uh, finally come up on a gas station, got filled up, went to my hotel and got checked in. And uh, I had the address of where I was supposed to be, the house I was supposed to be working on. So uh, I got checked in, and it was like less than a mile away from the hotel. I drove over there, and there's nobody there. The house is all locked up. I was supposed to have a helper when I got there. The house was all locked up, so I'm like, well, shit, let me call this guy. No service at all. And I got pissed off. I'm trying to do, like, Facebook calls and stuff. There's no service to be found. So I drove back to the hotel, got on the hotel Wi-Fi, and uh, this is after I tried to call from the hotel phone, you know, the one they keep in the room. Yeah. That phone doesn't call uh, long-distance numbers. (laughs) So... I had to get on a Facebook call with Brandon, the guy that I went up there for, have him call the guy that I was supposed to meet because I couldn't call that guy. And this was over Facebook, but it took like 40 tries of calling different people. I was so fed up, dude. I almost got right back in the car and left. And um, so I finally got back over to the house, met up with the guy. We made a material list. We went to Lowe's, and we had a trailer plumb full of cabinets, countertops, you know, just ready to rock. It was about 7.30 at night by this point. And we got about a mile from being back at the house where my car was and where we needed to unload this trailer, and his truck breaks down on the side of the road. <laughs> so we had to sit there for about an hour. I'm like, I'm like dude, you know, what are we going to do? And uh, he's like, it'll crank. It'll crank. You know, you just got to give it a minute. She's got to calm down. I'm thinking, like, dude, you're fucking retarded. Like, it, it died. You don't just give it a minute. But it did. It gave it a minute, and it cranked back up. So it did that two or three more times throughout the course of the next few days. But uh, we we finally got some shit knocked out, and I accomplished what I went there to do. So that was a plus. But it was just – it was a wild ride, man. And you don't really realize how much you need a telephone until you don't have a telephone. But uh, the, the Internet, man, that's what saved my whole trip. Was the internet? Because without that, I would have just been gone. I'd no, have left. There's no service. There's nothing. No, there's nothing. So I was in this little bitty town. It's called uh, Banner Elk, North Carolina, and it's right outside of Boone, which is where Appalachian State University is. So if you go yeah. into that town, you got plenty of service. You know, you're, you're good, just like anywhere else in the world. But in this little bitty town I was in, there's nothing, nowhere to be found. But uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it was rough. But like I said, we accomplished. It, it wasn't a wasted trip. The guy that I was working with, um, I never met him before. And when I went up there, I was a little nervous, honestly. Because this guy's been up there busting his ass for several months and, you know, didn't get the job finished. He just needed a little little bit of help. So I went up there helping him. I'm thinking, okay, I'm either going to get, like, an old man that's just a slacker or a crackhead, you know, that just don't want to work. But I met up there – and met the guy, and his name was Seth, 
And I'm telling you, dude, it, I couldn't have had a better helper while I was there. I mean, if if we lived closer, I guarantee me and him would be buddies. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was a super but, good guy. So it, at least that worked out. Yeah, it could have been worse for sure. Yeah. But man, I I was feeling weird. I took my little sketchbook with me and just kind of sat around doodling pictures of knives, but I didn't touch a grinder or a machine or I didn't inhale any metal dust or nothing for a week straight. It just felt funny. I bet you your hands are clean. Dude, they (laughs) actually are, and it's so freaking weird. (laughs) I got in the shop today, and it was so dirty, I couldn't even do nothing. Like, it was just, I couldn't believe I left it that way when I opened the door. Kind of like this right behind me here. You got a, a little clean spot there. Yeah, a little clean spot. That's where I set the laptop down trying to figure things out earlier. But besides that, I just push everything off to the side. So are it's you there. sitting down in the chair right now? Yep. I want to. I got a little spot in the back corner of my shop that I want to clear out and have a designated area where I can sit on my butt. Because right now, I got a bar stool and a couple stools in there, but I'm, I stand up for everything. Even when I'm drawing my designs and stuff, I'm on my feet. So on I, your feet constantly. Yeah, yeah. no, I got a... An old lab chair that I use that I got from uh, Jin from Pellet Knives, and um, I use that, and uh, it's like from the '60s. It's like 1964. It's got a stamp underneath it, and oh, cool. it's solid as fuck. Yeah, like this. I've been through two other benches before this one, and uh, this one's here to stay, and it's comfy. So it's got a good spring to the backrest, and so you can just fucking yeah, yep, kind of like that. <laughs> But yeah, no, the, I've got, like, I literally just spin in circles and I got everything at my reach. You know, everything's right there. My grinders are right there. The forge is over there. You don't it's, sit down to grind, do you? No, no, no. I, I couldn't do that. I've seen some people do that, man, and yeah. I just don't think I could make that work. No, I get too involved in the, the, the motion of the, the blade shape if you want to stay you know the grind that you're pulling off you know I, I follow it i wouldn't be able to see myself follow it sitting down yeah when i grind yeah. you know, I'm, a lot of people grind like this you know just kind of arms straight out i like to get off to the side a little bit you know i'll take a step yeah. away you know yeah. one side or the other from the platen that way yeah. when i'm going across i can see that gap you know between the blade and the belt and i can adjust <laughs> You know, yeah, to, to I, keep pretty much the same on. way. I get I get over it and I get to the side a bit mm-hmm. to see where I'm coming in, and then I just you know I, I wobble around in front of the grinder. Pretty much is what I do. I look like a big bobblehead <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. So I wouldn't see myself doing that sitting down. No, absolutely not. But I'm excited. I got the shop pretty well clean before I left, so I'm excited to get in there tomorrow and get some work done. I've got three open orders, and. um that's a big deal for me because I ain't had more than one at a time here in a while. Yeah. And for a while there, I didn't have any. So I got three to do this week. And at the same time, I'm going to be trying to knock out some other stuff just to have available on the side. You know, and if it don't go in the first day or two, I'm not going to push it like I have in the past, you know, like doing auctions or just build an inventory. Exactly. That way I can get to doing these shows. Cause man, yeah, I, just, I keep thinking in my head, if I take 20 knives to a show and I sell them for $200 a piece, now that's like a a low number. They're all going to be the same. Yeah. I mean, they're not all going to be the same. They're all going to be different prices. But, you know, a chef's knife is going to be double that. 
if I sell out at a show, man, I'm looking at making, you know, four to six thousand dollars in a weekend. Yeah, if you sell out for sure. Yeah. I mean that sure. that would be Definitely. so freaking cool. It'd be awesome to be able to get on a regular schedule of doing shows, you know, and yes. then spend your whole right. month building knives and then take a weekend to go sell them. You know, yep. the, the hell with all that posting available and, yeah. you know. No, it definitely would be nice if that's how it was. Yeah, and you could get rid yeah. of all those custom orders where it's like, hey, can we bring the tip up just a little bit? You know, yeah. can <laughs> we make the handle a quarter inch longer? Like, really, bro? A, a quarter inch is going to make this difference for you. Yeah, that much of a difference. I'll figure out where the differences go. And, you know, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm lucky with that. Like, all my custom orders and all the knives that I make, I pretty much can't, like, you know, do it. Do, do your thing. Do you. So yeah. I don't have to deal with, you know, I show them a picture and they're like, excellent. That's what I want. So awesome. that's what I do. I got a, my wood shipment from Rob's Wildwood came in while I was gone and I got a chance to go through that, man. I have got some gorgeous handle material sitting in my shop. So, yeah, I was checking out your pictures you sent me earlier. Those are uh, those are some pretty nice locks. Yeah, man, they're impressive. And there was one set that I was kind of iffy about. I kind of liked them, but it was snake wood. And as soon as I saw okay. that, it looked so much different than all the rest of them. I'm like, man, that one right there, that might be a little bit hard to move. So with my first custom order for this week, I told the guy, you know, he said, send me a picture of what handle material you have in stock. I said, well, right now I don't have much. You know, I... I maybe 10 sets, but they're all like Dymalux and Micarta and epoxy resin stuff. And I said, wait until I get back at, from out of town. You know, I'm going to have this shipment. Then I'll send you what I've got. So I got back and I sent him a picture of everything. And he picked that one out of all of them. The one that I thought was going to be hard to move. First one. Snake wood, yeah. I was like, hell yeah, man. No, snake wood, uh, snake wood's actually pretty nice handle material to work with. Like, uh, like the outcome, the finished product is, yeah. Pretty nice. Yeah. I've never worked with it before. I mean, I, I figure it wouldn't be too much different than any other wood. I've had gotten some, but when I come to when I came, when it came to cutting it up for scales, uh, there's a big knot in it and it's fucking cracks and everything. Yeah. So that's sitting in the box of fucking cutoffs. But uh, I haven't gotten my hands on any since. But I've used it in the past with woodworking to make some nice stuff on the lathe. Yeah, I had an idea pop in my head earlier today. Now, the that big 10-inch slicer that I made with the blue handle on it. Yes, yes that thing's huge. Yeah, it sold while I was gone. And um, so I went and it sold to somebody here local. I went and dropped it off this morning. And before I gave it to the guy, you know, I pulled it out of the case. And I keep them, like, in a, a padded pistol case, you know, to take them if I'm doing it in person from my house to where I'm going. Yeah. I pulled it back out of there and just. Gave it the once over, checked it all out, and put a fresh little coat of oil on it. I got to looking at that handle material, and it almost looked like it was little cubes of blue and white epoxy, just like all broken and crumbled up, and then cast into clear epoxy. And there's a few spots where you could actually hold it up, you know, flat, and you could look straight all the way through the tang, you know, where there was just voids, where it was just a clear epoxy. And I save all of my handle drops, you know, from like stabilized dyed woods and stuff. Yes. I thought about cutting that stuff up into, you know, little cubes or whatever and trying to cast that in some resin. 
And when you get to grind on that, yeah, little chunks of all different kinds of wood, different colors, that could be really cool if done right. No, not not only that, is you could take, like, sometimes I got the the offcuts from the end, like where the toil end of the blade would be, or if, like, my scale is longer than what I actually need. You know, you could always save a good inch and a half or two. You know, you could keep those ends, boat match them, and, you know, 45 on those and cast those with something else on the rear of the handle scale. I've never done any kind of casting before, but same. It, it seems interesting, but like you say all the time, it seems like another freaking rabbit hole that I don't want to open the lid yeah. to. I mean, <laughs> nope. Because I can just see Not that my thing. I could <laughs> see a whole corner of my shop having to be cleaned up and moved around so I can dedicate to this is my yeah. resin casting corner. You know what I'd be curious to try though. What's that? CEC Corpse Casting Epoxy. I think they got some now. They do have some. Well, I, they got some kind of. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I saw. What were they doing? They did like a table cover, like a tabletop pour, right? Yeah, I saw yeah, an ad for that. It. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, but I think they they might have some. I'm not sure. We'd have to look into that. We'll have to check on that. We'll make a phone call and see if we can get kind of a product line on their casting stuff. I mean, we yeah, already know they got the best adhesive out there, right? I mean, exactly. And if, so I'm sure they could come up with something for that if it's not already done. Yeah, that might be something we got to check into. So yeah, be yeah. No, I heard from them the other day. Uh, I got a call. Uh, took care of a few things. Gave them some info. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some of that thirty, uh, three hour or thirty minute. What is it? Thirty minutes. 30, yeah, thirty minutes. I got some of that coming. And yep. I'm excited to, to use that because, I mean, that would just be a game changer because using no, 24 hours. worth it. Huh? It's definitely worth it. Yeah, that 24-hour stuff, you just got to plan too far in advance. Yep. And it seems to me that every night when I'm just about finished in the shop, that's when I'm just about ready for a glue-up. But I don't want to do it right now because I want to work on it in the morning, you know. So I wait and then do the glue-up in the morning and then got to come back to it the next morning. So it's always a full day away, but with that stuff, I can do it at night and work in the morning. Exactly. So. Yeah. I either do it in the morning, do my handles at night, or like you said, at night and do the handles in the morning, but it's, it's ready. It's there. It's, yeah, it's workable. The heat won't affect it. You know, the, you know, everything's nice and hard. Yep. I used, uh, I think I, I talked about it already. I used the five minute on that big slicer. And it was stressful just because I was, no, it is. I, mean, I didn't want to tape the blade off because I had a perfect blade finish. I didn't want to take a chance of getting a tape line. You know, when you peel it off and you got the little seam where the edge of the tape was, yep. that's a good way to get pissed off quick. Yes, sir. Especially when it's glued up and that tape line goes right to the bolster of the knife. No way yep. to get back in there. Golly. But yeah, that'd make life a lot less stressful for sure. That's why I don't tape my blades up anymore at all. I just I just wipe with acetone and a paper towel, and I wipe it as it seeped out. And yeah, I don't do any tape anymore at all either. None whatsoever. The only time I tape is when I uh, do my handle finish and the and my knife vice for my handle finishing with my TR Maker knife vice. Yeah. So this is what I've been doing lately. I just started doing this, and I feel like it's a game changer for me. So whenever I get to the point of finishing a handle, you know, and my blade finish is perfect, I take my canola oil spray, 
you know, just yeah. like your pan cooking spray. I spray the blade with that, and then I wrap a paper towel over it, just, you know, taco over the blade, just enough to cover it, and I got a roll of shrink wrap. You know, it's about that wide with a little handle on it. Got it from the you Dollar just wrap Tree. It up. Just wrap it up, and it gives me, like, a good pad around the blade so I'm not cutting myself. But when it gets up towards the bolster, I can wrap it around the heel, and it's it's almost like tape. But there's nothing stuck yeah. to your blade at all. No, that works, yeah. yeah. And I forgot to mention that I do put paper towel before I tape the blade up before putting it in the knife vice. I yeah. skipped that part. Well, I figured yeah, that. I talk, <laughs> I, I talk, oh, yeah, I talk away in paper towel, and then I just use paper, painter's tape and wrap it up. Yeah. But that, that way, the tape adhesive doesn't get on the blade itself. That shrink wrap, though, dude. It, like I said, we get. I know that's a that's good dirt idea. cheap. And then yeah. when you're done, you just take your razor knife and go right down the spine, and it just kind of peels off. That's it. Yeah, and then, I mean, after that, you're done. Oil that yeah. bitch up and call her good to go. Make it a knife. Yeah, I'm gonna make hopefully four tomorrow. I got a new design. I gotta finish these here. I got three out of five I started that survived. So I got to finish. I want to bang out these three, and then I'm going to start the two others that didn't make it over and start other orders too. It's what it, is. it is what it is. You know what happened? Yeah. It's the first time that's ever happened to me. There was, I've had to, not the first time, like one order, that's happened once, but like two orders out of one batch is like, holy fuck, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You almost start down. I think you start thinking like, about things. Yeah. Well, when you're when you're hand forging out blades, you know you are kind of looking for trouble. You know, it doesn't. A lot of things could happen. You know, is your your steel too cold? Uh, you know, what happened during that forging process? Yeah. You can't really tell. You know, a lot of things can come up, and you not see them. Well, I had full so, intentions on getting some blades heat treated today. But remember how much of a big deal I made to get my forge out of the shop? Well, it's raining like a bitch today. So there's no getting the forge out of the shop today. So That don't work. No, not at all. And plus, I got a roof leak in my shop that I've been chasing for like close to a year now. And I can't figure out where the hell it's coming in at. I've done... Knock on wood. I don't have that problem yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't have that problem until last summer. I bought one of those exhaust fans that cuts into the roof. You know, it's okay. got like a, just a squirrel cage that spins. And I, I cut my hole, and it comes with a flashing, you know, to go up under the shingles. I put like a whole freaking tube of silicone under that flashing, screwed it down, siliconed around all my screw holes. The screws had the rubber washers on them, you know, it made just for that. And I got like this little drip. It's not even a heavy leak. It's just a steady drip. <laughs> So I went and got some more silicone, went over all my joints, all the seams, and I got some foil tape and went over the joints because, you know, the collar for that is adjustable to make it level. So it's got the lines in it. You know, it's like a ductwork elbow. I got foil tape, went over all that, still the same little pinhole. I got, I fucked up. I got some of that Flex Seal spray. It doesn't do a thing in the world. And then I went to Lowe's and I got a gallon of that white, it's not tar, but it's like the stuff made for roof leaks, you know, you spread it on there. I put that crap all over it. It's still doing the same shit. So I put a little post on Facebook today asking my buddies, if anybody has some extra shingles laying around. And 
a buddy of mine did. He had just about a full bundle. It might be missing one or two, but I'm just going to start above it and re-shingle it. I'm not going to tear anything off. I'm just going to go, you know, a run above where that starts and tuck up under and actually below it, you know, over it. Yeah. Just go right over it, dude. I don't know what the hell else to do at this point. Yeah. Maybe that's not even where the leak's coming from though, where you put that bend. But it never happened before that though. I mean, I thought the same thing, like maybe, maybe it's somewhere else and it's just following down until it gets to that access hole. But it, yeah. it never leaked until then. And I've been in construction my whole life. I know how to cut a hole and seal it. You know, no. it, that's what makes it weird is I can't find where it's coming from. But uh, I bet you, though, if I need to get some of that crap off the top, Phoenix Abrasives would probably have something that would knock it right off of there. You know, oh, I, I'm sure they would. If I took like a palm sander or something up there, they guaranteed have the disc or whatever I would need. So hopefully I don't got to go through that, but. If I do, I'll be calling Phoenix Abrasives because they're your one-stop shop for all of your abrasive needs. You can find them online at www. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was waiting for that. Oh man! I was like, now I could see these faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to Phoenix Abrasives, y'all. Get some good shit. Um, I actually talked to Greg today, and I put my belt order in, and I used the promo code Hustle Ten, and I saved ten percent off my entire order. And um, I was talking to Josh Perkins last night, and he just bought one of those 12-inch disc sanders that the uh, Mark Vander or something another, Vander Sander guy is making. The Vander Sander, yeah, yeah, the VA Vander Sander. Yeah, so it's a 12-inch disc. And from what I'm hearing, a lot of people are getting a hold of this thing because it's pretty pretty cheap. But it's going to cost a fortune to run it because you need a 12-inch disc. You know, on a 9-inch disc, you just take a piece of 9 by 11 paper, stick it to it, and you cut the edge. So now we're getting into specialty paper sizes. And I brought that up to him, and he's like, yeah, dude, we got it. You know, no big deal. You can get cloth backed, you know, PSA, whatever you want. So if you get a One of my it, friends has got a big a big fucking disc sander. It's got to be like an 18-inch or 20-inch disc sander or something like that. It's like ridiculously huge. And uh, that thing is, is crazy. Like the sheet that he gets for it, it's just nuts. But I, it's out there. I couldn't imagine trying to piece it together, though. You know what I mean? Because if you've got a seam of any kind and it's spinning at that kind of RPM, if you catch the edge of something, it's just going to peel it off, I would think. Mm, I haven't seen it happen. I don't know. I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I've I've never used one. I had when I had my little when I had my one by thirty. Um, it had a little disc sander on the side of one of them. It was like a five or six inch. And I used it here and there to flatten out scales, you know, just real easy. But I just didn't like it. You know, it always felt like it wanted to twist shit out of my hand and slide it across where I didn't want it. I didn't like it at all. I actually ended up just taking that whole end of the grinder off and throwing it in the trash. I've never used, uh, like I said, I've had the one by 30. And uh, with the side, the five inch, I think, like you said there, and uh, I never used it for nothing, period. And then the other one by 30, I ended up getting that one doesn't have it. So, yeah, you know, it's like I don't need it. I never really used a disc sander for anything. You know, I, I get the purpose. You know, it's got its place in a knife making shop. I would, I wouldn't mind trying my goal at one, you know, 
even building one because that's what the BA Vandersander is, is is a kit you build. Right. You got to weld it up and and uh, I'd like to give that a try, you know, because you could flatten out some blades pretty fucking flat on a on a disc that size. You know, you get some big blades in there. Well, what would the benefit be? So you've got a surface grinder. How would you benefit yeah. on a disc grinder as opposed to a, surf, a surface grinder? The, sir, uh, the disc grinder is, is you're doing your bevels. You're you're doing your fine, you know, final flat bevels, whatever bevels you have ground down into your blade. You know, if you got full flats or if you got a saber okay. grinder or whatever you got going on. So you wouldn't you know, be able to could, have like a plunge line using that. It'd have to be like a, a flat grind or at least yeah. all the way back to the choil. You wouldn't be able to have like a, a finger guard with plunge lines. I, yeah, you could actually, I don't know how they, they just, there's videos of guys doing it out there. I've watched a couple of videos yeah. and uh, there's actually one guy in Nova Scotia that does a lot of his work on uh, a disc grinder as well too. He planned out his blades on that. Like I remember him telling me this when I first started and that's what he used mm. principally. Like, yeah. Once he gets everything roughed out, he passes it on that to flatten everything out get his bevels nice and flat there's no wobbles there's no nothing yeah sounds like another rabbit hole to me yes it's just, you know it's something you need more room for too yeah. <laughs> so, yeah all right guys well don't forget go to phoenixabrasives.com and use promo code hustle 10 and get 10 percent off your whole order and while we're talking about sponsors i got a sad announcement to make about one of our sponsors uh-oh. I haven't even told you this because I ain't had no time to talk to nobody or do nothing. So I have no clue. Broadbeck Ironworks is a proud sponsor of the Hustle and Grind podcast. And they are still a proud sponsor of the Hustle and Grind podcast, but the promo code is no more. The Hustle 10 does not work at Broadbeck Ironworks anymore. And it's not us. It's the, they're restructuring their whole their whole way of doing things. Knife Talk 10 is not going to work. None of it. So what they're doing is they're taking away all their promo codes and they are making the grinder cheaper to start with. They're redesigning the whole chassis, the whole machine. It's going to just be a brand new design. If you've already got your tool arms or whatever from them, they're obviously still going to work forever with whatever they come up with. Um, but they're they're trying to get more competitive in the market. Because they're they're not the cheapest, but you know you get what you pay for. And yeah, that's right. They're they're trying to come down and be a little more competitive, which is why they're doing the kind of the restructure thing. But you can still use the word hustle if you buy a full grinder kit. The code hustle will automatically upgrade you to the Mareco Deep Platinum, which is their new kind of you know fancy, shiny new thing they got. And I saw that. Yeah. That thing is cool as shit, dude. I mean, it's a, like an extra deep dish platen where you can work all the way around the belt with nothing in the way. And yep. it's got a four-inch contact wheel on the bottom of it. So all you got to do is tip your platen backwards, and you got a four-inch contact wheel right there at your belly button. And yep. a two-inch wheel you're at the top. you run your grinder in reverse. You can sharpen your blades on, on yep. the top side, too, when you're platen. Yep, exactly. That's there, yep. So, yeah, hustle will still work, but... Hustle 10 is not going to get you 10% off of attachments and all that stuff anymore. It's going to be just the full kit. You get automatically upgraded through the better platen. So that's what's yeah. going on there. They're still awesome. They still support us. They still love us. We love them. They just aren't doing promo codes anymore. And that's fine. You know, 
No. We're changing things up. Yeah. Diversity. That's what you got to do in business. Different. That's what you got to do in business to stay competitive, I guess. Yeah. So. You got to gotta keep in the. You got to keep up with everybody else, you know? Yeah, they have uh, one. I'm not going to go into any name bombing here, but there's one competitor out there that kind of completely stole their whole concept of how they're doing marketing and a lot of different aspects of the way Broadbeck was doing things. Another grinder company came up and just pretty much copied it. And um, they're, they're having to make moves, you know, to, to keep up. So, yeah, uh, that's not cool. No, not at all. I got the call from Vince last week. Hang on, let me mute my phone. I'm not normally me and you were talking on uh on the phone. On the phone, so all these sounds don't make sounds. So <laughs> now I gotta turn it off. All right. It beeped again while I'm turning it off. All right, shut up. All right. <laughs> so hey, you wanna hear another crazy story? Go for it. All right, so after my wild adventures through the mountains and uh, seeing all kind of weird shit that I never thought I'd see up there, I could go on for days about all the, the crazy mountain people from the hills that I met along the way. <laughs> but um, So I got back home, and as soon as I got home, you know, this was my weekend with my kids. So I got home at right at 5 o'clock, pulled in the driveway, and my wife got off work at 5. So I called her. I'm like, hey, you got to meet me at Enterprise. You know, I got to get this car dropped off before 6. Otherwise, they're going to charge us an extra day. And there's no sense in me paying, you know, to let it sit in my driveway till morning. So she met me up there. We had to haul ass back to get the kids. And the next morning, we had a soccer game and two football games. All three kids had games to be at. So right back to waking up early as hell in the morning. That was fun. You know, everybody had a good day. All the kids, teams won. Everybody did good. But uh, Sunday morning, I told everybody before we went to bed, I said, all right, guys, if you love your dad, you're going to let me sleep until at least 830 in the morning. You know, it's been a rough, long week. You know, you're going to let me sleep until at least 830. Now, my little girl, she's eight. She's done got into the mode where she likes to sleep until she gets woke up. You know, we might have to wake her up at 10 or 1030 sometimes. She just wants to be in bed. Well, on this particular day of all days ever, I was laying in the bed and I got this little shake and said, Daddy, Daddy. So I opened my eyes and I was like, what, baby? She said, there's a car in front of our driveway. It's been there half the night. So I'm like, what the hell? Like, first of all, how would you know it's been there half the night? So I popped up and looked out my bedroom window and sure enough, there's a white Honda Accord at the end of my driveway. So I went out there guns blazing i was pissed you know what i mean where i live there are some crackheads and stuff that just think they want to park out there and just have a chit chat with the girlfriend or whatever and i run them off all the time no big deal so i walked out there full speed you know i'm finna kick somebody's ass mad as hell just woke up and the windows were fogged up just a little bit it was this was early and i went around to the driver's side of the car and there's nobody in it so i was like what the hell and the back window on the driver's side was cracked, you know, about six inches. So I kind of peeped through there, and there was just junk in the car. And I looked down, and the driver's side back tire was flat. So I thought, well, okay, if somebody had a damn flat tire, this is a weird-ass spot to leave their car. So I went and walked around the other side that I had just passed, you know, coming out on the passenger side. The whole front fender was all busted up where they had wrecked it. The front passenger side tire was flat. 
the passenger side window was down about this much. I peeped my head in there. This son of a bitch is full of guns. There was a fucking Uzi and two AR-15s laying in the in the passenger seat of this car. Holy shit. So I was like, holy fuck. And by that time, I turned around, and all three kids and my wife were on the porch, and they're walking towards me. I'm like, uh-uh, go back. This ain't a job for daddy. This is a job for the police department here. Wow. So I called the police department and told them and gave them the tag number. And there's been some issues around our neighborhood where I've had to call the law before, you know, just folks acting stupid. They show up when they feel like showing up. You know, sometimes it's hours later. So I gave them the tag number, and, dude, it wasn't maybe a minute later at the most. There was like eight different cop cars just swarming. They were all over the place. They brought out the dogs. So the night before, this car was stolen and used to rob a hotel and then crashed and just dumped there. Holy shit. Yeah. So they knew the car when I gave them the tag number. They knew that's the one that was used. That was stolen and everything. They probably had it on camera somewhere else. Right. Yep. So that was an eventful morning there, man. That was, like I said, we've had some issues, but no no stolen cars dumped in the yard. That was a first. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Can't say that's ever happened to me. Uh, it, it was a first for me, too. I got messages from all kind of people, dude, just all day, like, holy shit, for real, that's your house? That's crazy. And, I mean, we've got really good cameras at our house. And, unfortunately, the cops have came in our front room, our front living room more than once to look at the cameras. You know, like shit happening down the road and stuff. They can read license plate numbers from about 200 yards away with our cameras. Nice. Yeah. So, we moved in that neighborhood. Our neighborhood's a great neighborhood. But there's... The swamp bottom that goes behind my house, on the other side of that swamp is not such a great neighborhood. Well, there just happens to be where the main creek runs through. There is a county water line that runs out of the ground, and then it's almost like a bridge to cross right there. And they cross over there to connect to the highway. So there's been some sketchy characters come through there. Fuck it. Yeah. Imagine that waking up a fucking car full of guns in your fucking driveway. Yeah. Just chilling there. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the first part of my brain was like, dude, a free Uzi and a couple ARs. Yeah. But then I was like, no, nah, dude, you better not touch this one. You better back up. And there yeah. was some kind of shit all over the side of it. it. looked like yellow paint or something. But it was wet and running. And my little girl was like, look, there's barbecue sauce on it. And I looked at her right now. I said, Jackie, that is not barbecue sauce. That is obviously Chick-fil-A sauce. It's not dark enough to be barbecue sauce. <laughs> she thought that was funny as hell. Yeah. Fuck. That's some crazy shit. Yep. So now that now that all the debris is out of my yard and I'm back from the hills, it's time to get back to the knife life. Yeah, same here. Now that I'm back home, that's like I said, I Finished some grinds earlier on one night. Posted that on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. I mean, I got one more to grind out, and then I got to get the handles. Hopefully, get those prepped tonight and off the handles on the first thing tomorrow morning. Hell yeah! Get those glued up, and then finished up at the end of the day. And so, how was your weekend? Batch. You said you went out of town too this weekend. What'd you do? Yeah, I was out in the. I went down south for the weekend again. Went and hung out down there. 
there was a festival and there was a few things going on. So went saw a friend and then another friend. Nice. So, uh, you know, just do my thing. Nothing exciting, really. So, <laughs> let me ask you a weird, random question. What kind of car do you drive? I drive a Toyota CHR. Okay. Yeah. I, the re- reason I was asking that is I saw I was in the mountains this week. Everybody there drives freaking Subarus. And okay. It didn't click in my head until I got to thinking about it. Like, that's an all-wheel drive vehicle. You know, it's probably real good for those steep-ass mountain windy roads. So, obviously, when I'm thinking about snow and mountains, I'm thinking about Canada. You know, the <laughs> the land of the snow. But um, around here in Georgia, I don't know what it is, but it, around here, if we see somebody driving a Subaru, 99.10% of the time, they're just something a little bit off with them. They're just a little weird. You know what I mean? Like, regular people don't drive them. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I went up there, and they're everywhere. And I was like, what kind of land have I stepped into here? <laughs> Everybody's driving two grooves. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and every car's white. It don't matter what color it is, it's white because it's covered in, like, dust and salt. Uh, yeah, my car's fucking pretty. It's dirty. <laughs> I, no point in fucking washing it. I, I was, I've had I was my truck running around in dirt roads and fucking. I took no the point. pressure washer out last week and sprayed the windshield off of my truck. But other than that, I haven't washed that truck in three years, probably. Yeah, but I parked. I it. had mine done. I had mine done last year, and I haven't had it done this year. So I haven't personally washed it either. I hate washing cars with a passion. Mine just doesn't get washed. I don't give a shit. But I park under a hickory tree. So the the nuts that fall off of this tree are like damn near tennis ball size. The squirrels (laughs) get up there eating them. Dude, I'm telling you, the hood and the roof of my truck looks like the surface of a golf ball. Like the next time I'm telling you, and my wife's car is about the same way, but uh, hers is a little newer than mine, so it's probably well, hers a lot newer than mine, but she probably got better metal on it. But next time we have a big giant storm or something come through here, I'm claiming hail damage and I'm going to get a couple of checks (laughs) just from these hickory nuts, dude. It don't make no sense. So between that hickory tree and a crepe myrtle tree. Which, if you walk under a crepe myrtle tree, I don't know if you got them in Canada. They're, you know. I don't know. I can't say I'm familiar with the tree. It's it's a pretty tree. It's more of a bush, but, you know, they grow to be pretty tall. If you walk under one in the summertime, you can literally feel the sap coming out of it. It feels like it's raining. I mean, and you can visually see it. It's just 100% of the time the sap's falling out of these flowers. So I parked my truck under one of those. So it's always just like a film of dirt and hickory tree nut debris and sap. So there's no the sense of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it would. It, if you rub the roof of my truck, it feels like I got a spray and bed liner on the top just from the thickness <laughs> of the shit that's on there. But why wash it? You know what I mean. Nobody rides in it but me. The passenger's door won't even open from the inside or the outside. The air only works on the passenger side. Like, 
it's a piece of shit, but it gets me where I got to be. Exactly. As long as it runs and it gets you to A to B. Yep. That's all that matters to me. That's all that counts. Yep. So this podcast is being recorded on Monday afternoon and it's coming out tomorrow morning. Yes, this sir. Another one of those super duper up to date shows. So I want to get the audience of this show a little more involved in it. How do we do that? I don't want to copy knife talk and say, Hey guys, DM us your questions, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's been done. Yeah. You know, and, uh, Workshirt podcast has their their uh, the hashtag their hashtag thing yeah going you know it's, it's, it's yeah. something something to think about for sure yeah I want to like have some interaction but I don't want to be a rip off of another show you know what I mean because yeah. like knife talk and you know the double Brian Ben show I I respect the hell out of every one of those dudes I don't want to rip them off they're doing awesome work no no. We'll figure something out. Something's going to strike me. Yeah. Something to keep in mind, at least. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So something I was thinking about in my shop, and uh, me and my wife were talking about this last night. A lot of times in my shop, I got this problem where I get distracted super easy. Like, I'll be grinding a knife or something and then look over and see another knife that I started like two months ago that's not paid for, that's not an order. And I'll be like, Oh, well, while I got this 10 inch contact wheel on, let me touch up this hollow ground. Like I get so distracted, like a dog seeing a squirrel. <laughs> so I'm thinking about putting up a whiteboard in my shop and just listing out daily goals. You know what I mean? And looking up and seeing like, okay, today you've got to get these blanks, you know, ready. You got to get heat treat holes drilled. Do you have a problem getting distracted? Or how do you keep yourself focused throughout the day to make sure you get done what you got to do? I tried the whiteboard, like you just mentioned. You know, what I had to do on what order I was working, you know, I had all the steps and I crossed off what I was working and what was done. And, and uh, I did that on one batch. And then that batch sat there on the whiteboard for months and months and months, and I never did it again. Uh, I'm not one to be structured very, very well, if you want to put it that way. Like, I, you know, my order list is on, like, this is my original order book. Nobody could see this, but you can. But this is where my orders are right now. They're just written down on the fucking inside of this because the book is just shot. Everything's <laughs> cut up. Yeah, it is. So, you did some sharpness test on that order book, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's been through <laughs> hell. Yeah, but uh, so I'm working, like I said, I'm working on the list. Uh, fucking, I got a, I got a uh, Excel spreadsheet or whatever thing done up on my laptop for my orders and all that. And that's all like all the, the calculations and all that shit there. You know, it's like, I can't get myself to use it because I hate seeing myself sit in front of a computer. Yeah. And like write shit down there. So I just, a lot of it's on top of my head and, uh, I just, you know, write it down just in case pretty much. You know? I've always been that way. So like I said, being structured with my, my work and my, my daily grind and being distracted or not. Uh, let's just say I allow distractions. I allow distractions because, you know, working for others your whole life and whatnot, you, you can't be distracted. You know, you're always 
So now if somebody stops in and they want to just shoot the shit and we sit down and burn one, whatever, that's fine with me. You know, if it takes an hour, two hours, I'll just work later. You know, and if I'm distracted by something else in my shop, you know, that uh, like my cleanup right now needs to be done. And that's fucking with my focus. And um, that, I don't know. I just, I try to block everything off. You know, I just don't try to, I just try to be in the moment, if you want to say, while I'm in here. Cause it is what I do for a living and it is my gig. Yeah. You know, I don't have, I don't have the boss man telling me to stop bullshitting and get to work. You know, I've got a, an app in my phone. It's like, just like a notepad. You know, most phones come with it. Mine didn't. So I downloaded one, but, uh, there'll be times where I'm laying in bed at night and it just happened a few days ago. I got to thinking about something and, um, it was on an order and all of a sudden I was like, shit. Okay. I told this guy that price. I had to go back into my phone and make a note of the price that I told this guy because all my down payments and all that just goes straight into Venmo. It goes to the bank. You know, I don't yeah. want to get done with the knife and forget and have to go look at you know what he Venmoed me the first time because that's half of it. That's the only way I do it. It's 50% up front. So I had to actually go in there and make a note of how much I told this dude this knife was going to cost. You know, I got to have some shit written down somewhere and um i've tried calendars i bought moreco's calendar you know when he came out with them the first of this year and um i've it's a nice calendar but the space is in it you know well they're calendar size you know yeah yeah. there's not enough room in there to really use it as a layout board for what you got to do yeah so that just kind of went i don't even know where it's at now it's on a shelf somewhere probably i had the calendar in here too i tried that that stayed on the same month for months so yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually like a it was the scenery of the the west coast like the mountains in the winter so it was like i could stay there it's fine with me you know yeah winter was fucking dying off and like nope i'm gonna keep that there for a while so we're starting to cool off down here a little bit we got oh yeah we we cooled off up here a lot like weeds are changing colors and everything fall is here yeah, it's not full blown here yet, but it's coming quick. Yeah, yep. so I actually got it this well, morning. Too, it's like a matter of a week, and it changed so much within a week. So, give it another week, and it's going to be at its peak, and then everything just dies. <laughs> yeah, our weather girl this morning she popped up and she said, "Fall temperatures are here, but don't get used to it." <laughs> so this coming week, our highs are going to be like in the upper to upper seventies to low eighties. But then next week, we're going to be back up into the mid to high 90s again. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what we did from July to August. Or I mean, August, to, or yeah, no, July was pretty cool. August was hot as fuck. Yeah. And then uh, it cooled off a bit, and then it was like, boom, then another heat fucking wave for like another week. And I was like, oh, my God. But now I think it's here to stay. Yeah, I'm excited for it to be here to stay because I like working in the wintertime. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's no mosquitoes. It's like I can go all day and all night. And yeah, you guys, you don't get snow down there, so no, we don't. Every yeah. every five years or so, we might have like a what they call a flurry. Yeah, but all that is is like your porch rail will turn white for about ten minutes as the snow hits it, but then it just melts away, and it yeah. turns into like slushy, crunchy, icy mess, and your whole yard's mud for a week after. It's, disgusting that's when you fall on your ass in the driveway 
Oh yeah, it's happened for sure. Yep. <laughs> but I hope it stays cool. Fuck <clears throat> you! I got my phone. What's up with this here? Huh? Brand new phone. I got my. I just noticed my phone's on the charger, and it's like dying instead of charging. Welcome to the club. That. Yeah. So this piece of shit right here will hopefully be gone next week. I think I'm going to finally make the move to the iPhone. Oh, I've got the iPhone. Like it's in my possession. I own it already. I'm just terrified to damn swap the service over to switch it over. Yeah. yeah. Cause like the computer that I'm looking at right now, that's got this camera and all it's an eye computer. I'm sure there's a different name for it. An eye <laughs> but it, it's all, uh, it's all compatible yeah. and shit. Right. Yeah, it's so, an apple. Yeah, yeah, it's an apple. So if I want to, <laughs> like, when I come up here to edit the show, or not edit, but write the description and all that, I can actually do that at home in, like, my notepad and, like, the the picture for the episode. I can yep. do all that sitting at the house. And then come here and what they call airdrop it. And it yep. just goes right onto this screen. No wires, no nothing. It blew my mind when I saw that done. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I can't do it, you know, with an Android and my phone no. that I've got now is just junk. I mean, it's just old. It's wore out. It won't charge. It's cameras shitty. You know, I'm just hoping I can get used to an iPhone because I've had Android since Android came out. Yeah, I know. I've never owned an iPhone or an iPod or I had actually an iPod shuffle that little square MP3 player thing they had yep. the little button. That was it. I had one of those and I didn't use that for very long. It was fun convenient for me so never been a fan of apple myself so i'm not, I'm not necessarily anti-apple i've just never learned it and i think i'm just yeah. nervous about trying to learn a new system because i'm not yeah. a tech savvy type dude i just said a apple phone what i say i computer you know i don't know the difference it's a fucking banana yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the damn banana right here this is a turd and a half no, this is a banana right here. That is a banana. <laughs> that is an actual banana. <laughs> yeah, it's seen better days. It's been sitting here since Friday. So is that the one for the tailpipe or what? No. It's going to make banana bread out of it. Oh, yeah, just one? That's all you need? No, I need a couple, actually, like three, maybe four. I don't know. Maybe there's another banana in here. Who knows? Well, it's good mm-hmm. to see you practicing. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we've been going almost an hour. I feel like the audio quality on this one's good. I like it from my end. I hope it sounds good. Yeah, I definitely hope it sounds good, like it better. But I'm definitely gonna try to figure out what the hell's wrong with my laptop. Clean that up or whatever it needs. Yeah. The bring it to somebody and be like, here, fix this, make it run like it was brand new. Yeah, there's there's been a couple times where it was kind of like a weird whistling in the background, but I don't know what the hell that was. I don't know that that could. There it is right there. There it is right there. Oh, that could be my fan. Oh, no, the hum? Yeah. The hum? That's my cheap China VFD. Hold on a second. I don't think so, because I'm only hearing it, like, intermittently. 
Well, there's other background noise, so it's going to shut off in a minute. Chat's off now. So what? Your why is your VFD making noise? It's the fan in the cheap China VFD. Oh, I don't know that my VFD has a fan. What is your VFD? I don't know. Is it a K-Back? Uh, probably. Is it like a? It's like my my other one's a K-Back, and it's uh totally like dustproof and waterproof. Yes, it's, it's, completely, it's completely sealed. Yeah. So my other one is not. It's a fucking rubber made box up against the wall with a computer <laughs> fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's noisy. It's annoying. <clears throat> yeah. Mine, I think it is a K back something another, but, uh, yeah, that's what I got for my, uh, one of my grinders. I'd like to figure out a way to get both of them, uh, wired up. And, uh, you know what? I, you know, I just came up with an idea. Oh, what you got? To get the, the, the listeners, involved is how about we ask them questions like can we wire two grinders to one vfd and how Wings and all that yeah that's a good one yeah i'm sure there's someone else out there that has had that problem and at least gave it a shot or gave it some research yeah so if you're listening to this tomorrow when it comes out or any other day you're in the shop or whatever and you have or have the knowledge uh, let us know what you think about hooking two grinders up to one VFD. It is a K-Bet grinder. Uh, VFD, I mean. So, like, what the requirements would be and how could it be done? Uh, first thing that I'm thinking off the top of my head is if it does split to run two different grinders, you'd have to have some kind of inline power switch. Yes. Just for the power source to the motor. That way you're not running both of them at the both. exact same time. No, no, exactly. Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. Just a handful of jumper wires and Y connections. Yeah, it's probably the motor specs more that are the important part about running two, I'd say. Like, logically thinking, like, if you're running a one-and-a-half horsepower motor and a two-horsepower motor, yeah. you might have a problem. I don't know. So we sold, a, uh, we sold another Hustling Ground t-shirt this week. Oh, I didn't even know we had Hustling Ground. Oh, actually, you're wearing one. <laughs> I am indeed, and that's a complete accident because I don't normally wear this shirt when I'm planning to go to the shop, and today was supposed to be shop day. Yeah. But there was so much other crap going on today between going to the post office, getting stuff shipped, dropping off a knife, and going to get the shirts made. Because like, when, I, when I get shirts made, I do them one at a time. Like, I don't have a box of large, a box of medium, a box of extra large. You know, that like that's a huge investment yeah. money-wise to stick in my closet. So where I get them made is down there at the pawn shop. And if you have a history of listening to this show, you know all about the pawn shop. That's where you get your laser engraving done, your T-shirts made. You know, you can buy produce, boiled peanuts, and moonshine all in the same spot. So, nice. Yeah, so we sold one of those today. And I'm trying to pull the dude up. I was going to just give him a, a hey, how are you type deal. And uh, but I'll have to get at him next week because I don't even see where he messaged me. Well, next time you head out to the post office to mail shit out, let me know. I'll give you my address. Send me a large. Well, not the address here in Canada, but my address in Maine. A large, for cheap. real? Yeah. 
should be fine. I plan on losing like 40 pounds. You so. look a little bigger than a large there, Mr. Pickle. I mean. Oh, this is a large. I wear a large. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's just lately they're a little tighter because I gained 40 pounds since COVID. <laughs> so you're like but, uh, slim and buff then. Uh, it's not slim. No, I'm short and stocky. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you look like you got some some buff. Yeah, I've you. got mass. I've got mass behind what you see here. Yes, but uh, it's uh, like I said, it's nothing slim. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, nothing I, I know slim, it's I, This right here is a two X. Okay. And, Jesus, right? Huh? No, yeah. this is a large, and what I wear pretty much for regular T-shirts are large. Like I don't have no X large T-shirts. Most of mine are extra large this one's a little big on me it's a 2x because when i had bubba's shirt made he wears a 2x and um they made two for whatever reason and bubba was only going to buy one so i just took the other one you know <laughs> wear it around and it fits me it's just a little looser than what i normally wear yeah but uh you got time for a shout out fuck um you got one lined it. up I- Nope. <laughs> well, well, do yours and let me think of mine. Well, we can. I'd have it. to. I'd have to go off screen real quick and uh, let let me go to. I don't know. Can you hear me still? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, cool. All right. right. So, just go. a quick shout out to the uh, t-shirt guy. His name is uh, Samuel Collins. He's the one that ordered a t-shirt, and he is a part-time knife maker, full-time geologist. That sounds pretty fucking fancy there. But uh, he's making some knives. I don't think he's real hard into it. He's only got 15 posts. Um, and his latest one was like months ago. So I don't know how hard in the paint he is for knife making, but he's definitely a fan of the show, and we truly, genuinely appreciate every single person that listens to this. But my actual shout-out I wanted to give uh, is kind of a – almost like a douchebag apology shout out type of deal because I had, I had certain kinds of thoughts about this feller for a while. I've never once clicked on his page until today, but his name is, if I mess up your last name, brother, I am sorry. I'm going to give it hell is Donnie Dulevich. D U L E V I C H Donnie Dulevich. And he is a produce salesman by day and a aspiring knife maker at night. So I guess he's out there slinging the eggplant, you know, on his day <laughs> job. But I actually clicked on his page today because he sent me a message, you know, about the podcast, but he sent it to JK Blades. And it's weird because, you know, when you first, when you post something, anything, a, a post, a story, a reel, whatever, it'll say so-and-so liked your, your post. Yeah. And you always get one or two within the first one or two minutes. You know, this dude always like the first one or two to like all my shit. So I kept seeing his name and Donnie Dulovich. I'm like, all right, cool, man. That's awesome. You know, this guy really likes my stuff. But one of the first ones that usually post is like fishing lovers or, you know, hunting world. Because I got the hashtags for like, you know, hunting, hunting and fishing and stuff like that. So I almost thought this was like a spam type guy for a while. But, hey, if he's going to like my shit, you know, check it out and like it. But I clicked on it today, and he's got double the amount of followers we do. (laughs) And 
he's making some really cool freaking knives. Most of them are like a, a fillet knife style and chef's knife style. You know, either one of the two. Uh, he does do some outdoor type stuff, but he's he's doing some pretty freaking awesome work. And like I said, I kind of feel like an ass for not hitting that follow back button until today. I just kind of didn't really know it was a real person. So, Donnie, man, I'm sorry. I'm following you now. And uh said he was at Blade. I might have said, hey, I might have drank a beer with him. Who knows? He was at Blade Show last year. And um just seems like a cool guy. So, go check him out, guys. That's my shout-out for the week, Donnie Dulovich. And there's an underscore between that, D-O-N-N-Y. He's taking classes from Jason Knight. Got pictures from Kyle Royer. Like Kyle Royer took pictures of his blades. Like he's he's up there. He's making it happen with the big dogs. Cool. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. So who you got? Are you you ready? I lost you on video, but that doesn't really matter as long as I can still hear you. Exactly. Excuse me. Um, I'm going to shout out to uh, this guy that got in touch with me the other day, Mark Nielsen. He's uh, new on Instagram. He's only got like 262 followers. Uh, he got not much there. He's got a website up as well, too. It's uh, Blade and Burl. Blade oh, yeah. dot and dot Burl. He reached out to me a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's seen my work on other Facebook pages. And... Uh, Talked to him for a bit, and he sent me out a couple blocks, three three blocks, yeah, yeah, handle material, yeah. And uh, he's got some nice work there, and I think he does nice as well too, if I remember well. I don't know. I'd have to look into look back in the conversation. Like I said, I talked to a lot of people, so, but I think yeah, he does make nice too. Yeah. No. Okay. So he is doing his own pours and his own stabilizing. Yeah, he's doing all his own pours, all his own stabilizing. He's got a couple of videos up there. That's what I see right now. And he sent me a couple of stabilized blocks. So the weight is nice. You know, they're nice and solid. So I'm pretty sure for the size block and the weight they are for spalted wood, uh, I have no doubt with the stabilization process. You know, if you look at his product, it's pretty nice. So yeah, that's some nice stuff there. That's impressive. I'm going to hit yeah, that follow button. I talked button. to him a bit there. Like I said, I'd have to just, I forgot that the whole shout out thing, you know, we're, we're fucking Monday. We're supposed to do this Friday. Well, Thursday, but actually. We, so at Thursday. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Don't count on me to get things right. You forgot. I was even out of town. You texted me Thursday out of the blue and like, are we still on for the day? And I was yeah. at Lowe's on the side of a fucking mountain sending you pictures. Like, I don't think I can make it to the studio by five. No, no. <laughs> But no, uh, like I said, this guy, he's got some nice work there. And uh, he's uh, got a web page up so you could order some stuff, uh, some material from there. And you could talk to him, reach out to him on uh, Instagram. He's up there, blade.and.burl. Yeah, I just followed him for sure. Yeah. Word. Yeah, and like I said, he's making it up there. He, he didn't have that many followers when I started following him, so he's moving up. Yeah, he's coming up in the world. You need to tell him to to give me a call. I'd, I'd promote some scales for him. 
Yeah, well, that's why I'm going to work on something there one of these days and see just, I actually sent him a message to tell him because I got these skill at these blocks Friday. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to work something up, you know, probably do one of blade, you know, not nothing to order and use those on them. See what comes up. Yeah. yeah. How it comes out. Hell yeah, man. That's going to be fun. I'm excited. Were you missing? Were you messing around with the camera? Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I found the button, man. You know what happens when I find buttons. Uh, you start clicking on buttons. Uh. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like a little retarded kid. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was my shout out for the fucking week. Oh, dude, look at the filter I got on here now. I almost peed a little bit. I actually thought I just broke this computer screen somehow. Oh, that right there? Yeah, the little shit. The lines? Yeah. yeah. It looks shattered. Yeah, I thought I broke it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, how do I come back from this? It's not a toy, Jason. There's nobody else here. Like, there's no one to blame it on. I'm in the building by myself. Like, I would have to take credit for that. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to undo it now. I guess this is just, there we go. Oh, there she goes. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's go ahead and call it a day because as soon as we hang up, I have got to edit this thing and, uh, well, not edit, but I've got Make to, sure it's right. yeah, I've, I've got to double check it. I got to upload it from the board to the computer and, um, come up with a description, a title, all that good shit, like right now. So yes, sir. think about a title. And description shit. Oh, fuck. I'll tell you what. I'm thinking about food right now is what I'm thinking about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so in order to help out both of our lives, we're going to go ahead and end this call and the show. I'm going to go take a piss. And uh, when if, whenever I get all that other screen pulled up, if you don't mind, I'll give you a call. We can try to knock that shit out together right quick and call it a day. Yeah, sounds good, man. All right, cool. Well, guys, thanks for listening to another wonderful edition of the Hustle and Grind podcast. And we will be here next week and fully prepared so waste another hour of your time. And hopefully yes, you, you enjoy us. And we'll see you next week. Till then, keep on hustling and keep on grinding.